Um, welcome back to a new episode of Meet Me at the Tsautari. If you're new here, in this podcast, we three sisters talk about everything and anything. I'm Sajal. I'm Bronisha. And I'm Suprema. And we have a special guest with us today. He's a blogger, journalist, entrepreneur, founder of Tracing Nepal, host, YouTuber, maker of Pride Nepal Tea, and a model. Hi, Lex. <laughs> Thanks for oh joining God. us. Hi, I think um, uh, <laughs> that's a lot of things that you said, and I feel like I'm not half Can of we those. cover all of them, <laughs> <No>. though. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you. That's quite an introduction. Great to be here at Meet Me at the Sotari. So how are you? How is lockdown going for you? Um, lockdown has been interesting. I think uh, initially for the first few weeks, I struggled uh, when it came to working from home because it was very distracting and kind of a new thing because I actually don't work from home, even mm-hmm. though there are individuals who have that um, flexibility at work. But now I think it's it's become very normal for me. But along with that, I think it's because with everything going on around the world at mm-hmm. the moment, um, it's a time where you know you can easily be so distracted from the work that you're supposed to be doing. And I think it's yeah. completely yeah. right for you to be distracted as well, because, you know, for once, uh, we're at this time where something so big is happening, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of having a collective shift globally, whether that's uh, in Nepal or, or with whatever that's happening in, in America as well. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that I think we're all very distracted at the moment. Mm. But, yeah, it's, it's a very, very unique time, I guess. Mm-hmm. I what can about you? Like, like totally relate to you. Uh-huh. I felt like first few weeks, I struggled a lot as well working from home because I've never worked from home. Uh-huh. But now it just feels normal. I'm actually kind of scared going back to work because I I still have to work three months from home. I'm only uh-huh. going to be back to work in September, but I'm just like mm-hmm. still. It just makes me feel like oh my god, how is it gonna? It's not yeah. gonna be the same. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah with working from home social distancing lockdown everything was slowly starting to feel normal we just have like another issue like you mentioned mm-hmm. um going around in the world and doesn't it feel like 2020 just one thing after another has just been thrown in your face definitely yeah. <laughs> i think yeah it, i think this is the year where everything that was building up because everything mm-hmm. that we're seeing happening right now it took time for it to build up right so, yeah. but I think yeah. this is the year, this is the moment, and whether it's coronavirus or with Black Lives Matter, the, the scale of the protest, protests at Rumaidaiko, uh, it's just, I think, the iceberg, you know, mm. we're at that tipping point, and that's why I think it's so big. Um, and plus, mm. I think everything uh, plays a part with each other um, in terms of social media as well, because we're at the, you know, we've never lived in a time like this, right? Um, mm. And even before when we've had similar viruses like SARS, etc., because there wasn't social media, um, there mm-hmm. wasn't that global connectivity, whether it's air travel and so on. That's mm-hmm. why, you know, this virus has spread way beyond people's imagination or the video of, uh, you know, George Floyd has gone everywhere. Um, and mm-hmm. imagine your devices are not going to a level of scale mm-hmm. um and maybe because of coronavirus, they got attention So it's like everything just yeah. really submerged. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's a crazy time. 
I know. I think me and Sajal, we were speaking like literally sh- when Sajal was driving a few days ago. Mm. We were talking about the same thing. Uh, we were saying like, is social media giving uh, like so much platform at the moment, so like people can uh, know about news mm. so quickly, and it could probably like. Mzeni, if spread. we didn't have social media, mm. it wouldn't have spread that much as well. Like, oh God, so I yeah. feel like social media is a good thing and a bad thing. Like, there's pros and cons of having social yeah. media. Yeah. yeah. To be honest, I've just deleted my Instagram for this month. Really? <laughs> I wanna like, uh-huh. yeah, like just detox from all mm. sort of social media. So that's it's really important. Intense. Yeah, actually, on that point, I wanted to ask you. You know, you do so many things. Like I think I mentioned earlier. How do you actually unwind then? I guess you have more time now too. Yeah. Um. I guess initially in the first few weeks of lockdown, I felt like I had so much time for liberty when I'm not. But then now I feel like it's really picking up. Even so, when I having a social media presence online, you know, I am a person. But at the end of the day, I do realize that when I don't speak about certain things as well, there's an element of responsibility that has been thrusted upon me. So mm-hmm. that's why I've ne- I can never. I've never thought of even deactivating my profile at all mm. uh, because I just feel like that's a no-go zone. I can stay mm. quiet. I can go on a weekend break and upload nothing, but I think mm. it's like a, a brand, but I'm not even though I don't really see mm. myself as a brand. But yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I think I'm one of those individuals who like to really keep busy. Um and mm. then I love it when I have like, you know, 10 different things or, and I'm in a meeting mm-hmm. with somebody in Nepal or UK and blah blah blah. So I think I thrive off being busy. So um and right mm. now I'm really busy because uh you know with so much going on there's so much reading to do, so much learning to do and connecting. So few is I'm at say um I don't know, I think it's for me it's just I enjoy this. So that's why I like I like being busy. Mm. When I'm not busy I I feel really sad. I feel like I feel so lost. Yeah. Like over key learning how Like do I watch a show? And I don't really watch many shows. So and then I get really mm. yeah, confused. Oh my god, that's so good. I wish I had that. <laughs> but that's crazy I'm though. I'm like right opposite of that. It gives me so much time to get one thing done. That that's amazing, seriously. Yeah, how that's do you That's a really good quality. How do you actually manage to do everything? I know like you like to keep busy and stuff, but how do you like keep track of mm. so many things that you do? Um, I don't know. Like even I guess like as a young when I was in my teens as well. I just mm-hmm. always felt like I loved social media. I was always on like um social like high five and stuff from a really young age. Um but oh, then well, really yes. putting things out there. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was a really fun time. And if you think about that, you know, you only put like your fun stuff, but then even at that age, I always loved to put things out there. Um mm-hmm. and I don't know, like I think along the way I just you know, got lots of lists and stuff. It's like all these boring things that, you know, they tell you at work how to be better organized and stuff, but I really yeah. go overboard with it and it's just something mm-hmm. that I enjoy and it's become kind of effortless now. But then when I do have to take a break, I do take a break and and mm-hmm. a- along the way, you know, there's so much going on in the world and you kind of have to make peace with yourself in understanding mm-hmm. that you can't speak about everything and every cause as well, mm-hmm. otherwise that's going to drain you and you have to pick your own battles or pick the things that you want to add your voice towards. So I think you have to be clear Yeah, I mean, do you get like emotional like reading the news and stuff as well cuz I spent an hour this morning on Twitter and I was just like it was so overwhelming. So I don't know how oh you do gosh. it. Like I think emotionally I would be so like I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, honestly like I definitely agree with you that because on Twitter I have like yeah, on Twitter 
you know, because I think, like you said, news is traveling so fast. And now I think we're seeing unfiltered news. Um, sometimes it, yeah. it's true. Sometimes it's mis- misleading as well. And we see a lot of that on exactly. Twitter. It really upsets me. And I think this past weekend mm-hmm. or the past 10 days, reading yeah. the Black Lives Matter co-protester, um, what's happening in Nepal in terms of the boys who were murdered, mm-hmm. uh, the girl who was found hanging, you know, just because oh, of God, yeah. their caste. You know? It's really upset yeah. me. I mean, I've experienced it with a lot of parallel compared to what I've But keep in mind, had... Had the um, events that unfolded in Nepal, this map any video regarding Kobha, who firstly blow up into a lab, and Nepani so much many IO, you know. But yeah, it's it's just, yeah, it is it is very, very tough. Um, yeah, and I do get emotional, and sometimes I'm just there thinking, like, oh my god, this world is just mm-hmm. like, this world is just terrible, humans like, are the worst, yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And then I kind of have to, like, oh, but, you know. We always have to think yeah. there are good things in the world as well. It's just so much more yeah. easier to see uh, all the bad. Yeah. But then, really, uh, th- this is this is the pathetically optimist uh, <laughs> version of me coming okay. out, and that's when I'm like, yeah, you know, we have to make the world a better place, also stuff. Yeah. yeah, no, that's important. You know, I was like um, looking at your post you did today, and uh-huh. you you were like updating about like uh, the dead in Nepal since like mm-hmm. lockdown. And mm. the most surprising thing, like that, I learned from there is suicide was yeah. the highest, highest, the death. majority of the numbers. That is crazy. Yeah. Just since lockdown, even more than like COVID nineteen, but mm. Yeah, I mean definitely. Crazy. I think you know when any you know to um, like I think back in two thousand nineteen, when um, I raised several, uh, I raised money for uh, several charities in Nepal that work around mm-hmm. mental health because mental health could say. Um, Nepal as a country itself, even before um, coronavirus, uh, the the rate of suicide is quite high. Okay? But it's just mm-hmm. that a lot of the time, uh, if someone uh, you know loses their life by committing suicide, it's um, it, it's a tough thing to talk about, right? Now, that it's almost mm-hmm. that yeah. we just don't talk about it as if like oh, mm-hmm. so this yeah. yeah. level of Stigma around mental health, right? Now, mm-hmm. let's say to commit suicide is like the far end, right? Now, mm-hmm. yeah, that's like the last resort. Exactly, and if mm-hmm. somebody is struggling, you know, the environment for them to actually talk and share. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it'll happen slowly. But they with with anything, it takes time, and um, but then it's like, how many people will you be, will you lose money for that? But yeah, it, it's really shocking the statistics and so on you were brought up in brunei and uk right don't really know yeah that well but you didn't stay in nepal that much correct but how did you like started doing all like you know blogging mm-hmm. and you know getting into nepalese entertainment like industry like how yeah. did you get into that so in 2004 for two years uh we went back to nepal so i lived in nepal mm-hmm. for two years and this was probably around uk equivalent ma my year seven, year eight. Um, and when I lived yeah. in Nepal, I was Nepal It's a very different mm-hmm. setting, uh, whether it's education yeah, and yeah. so on. Um, but then I think after I came back to UK, it's almost like, you know, you only enjoy, you only realize what you had until it's gone. Right? So, so after I came mm-hmm. back to the UK, that's when I realized, oh my God, actually Nepal wasn't that bad. 
really and this yeah. was I I really started in, um I I really wanted to kind of like you know keep going and then I was mm. interested in various things Hindi Balazin more like cinema and celebrities and stuff and I started kind of you know mm. the outlet was by creating a blog um and writing about mm-hmm. it in English since there were, weren't that many kind of mediums to some way my thing um so that that's yeah. essentially how it started and I guess uh, that comes down to uh, being that age school young person uh when I did go mm. to Nepal I think my parents were really nice in showing me a contrast of things like they like we had lovely amazing trips around Nepal as well mm. as that handy life boy like you know go to lucky bus to go there so I think there was all we always saw the contrasts so that's why I feel like to an extent my life is a contrast as well and yeah they were Okay. What was the fondest memory for those two years? The fondest memory? Well, I hated school because my school, oh, really? my <laughs> school was very religious. Um. Oh wow! Which religion? Christianity. I mean, oh, wow. but the thing was, I I had to study there. Um. Well, I chose to study there because yeah, I think they did IGCSEs, um, international version mm. version of GCSEs, but it was a mission school. Um. But I hated how they like just. Flogged the religion down your throat, unbelievably. Mm. They were. I think that's put me off religion forever. Mm. But then, uh, what I really enjoyed was because my dad held a really quite a senior position uh, where he worked. Um, so mm-hmm. he'd have all the luxury and all the privilege in terms of mm-hmm. like going out, uti and staying in like really mm-hmm. amazing hotels and stuff. So I think that's that's kind of like really screwed me up because now I'll always mm-hmm. put that as my benchmark in life. <laughs> And even when I can't afford it, <laughs> so, <laughs> so those will be the yeah fun times. And it also goes to show you that Nepal ma poisa oni man feel like it's so subtle and um there's so much alcohol and it's so easy to forget uh that you know that's not the life of majority. Yeah, but then yeah, talking about the blog, uh, which like predominantly covered Nepali entertainment. Yeah, uh, we're just wondering. If there's somebody who really sticks out that you've interviewed or encountered in that industry, that really left a mark on you or like made an impression on you. I guess like a memorable interview has to be the actor. This actor is called Tarna uh, Bajacharya. A because I've always been such a fan, and um, once upon a time she was like this really beautiful, stunning actor, and I always thought, you know what, she could be doing so much more, right? Because sometimes you mm. end up seeing. Yeah. dreams for somebody else and i think i was that kind of fan and level of supporter but eventually yeah. when i did um interview her and you know got the chance to know her i understood yeah. that she had really different priorities in life and i think that was shaped mm-hmm. by her experiences and i guess that's successes and possibly failures as well so through this i've and i kind of realized that you know what everyone's at a different pace and you can't read and she was that she was so peaceful okay? and she was so content with mm-hmm. whatever she was doing and was she like wise yeah yeah and then yeah. Mm-hmm. and i think it wasn't only me so many people must have told her okay? just like hani lavani have parents have been saying it's potential pe is to then is to garnu parne ho khalko okay is to khalko and i'm sure ulla pani kati re bhane hola timi bhaneko to is to hero ni ho hena you could be doing bigger things but she just did not and i and i felt like even even when she was saying there was so much peace in her and i was just like oh okay and then even i came back thinking you know what actually that's fine <laughs> so yeah yeah but uh, yeah i think i think you know in the, yeah that was a slightly profound way of um um bump like you know interviewing somebody but yeah i think she was probably the most memorable of that okay that's pretty cool 
also, so if you had your own virtual Zoltari, who would you invite to the Zoltari? Three people, dead or alive? Three people, <laughs> dead or alive. Um, ooh, one would have to be Yama Buddha. I would love to interview him. I've met Whoa. him, but... Oh, wow. The rapper? Yeah, yeah, the rapper. Um, mm-hmm. But I've never actually gotten to speak to him like so properly and deeply. The second mm-hmm. is... Oh, he's a rapper as well. Um, the rapper called Unique Poet. Oh, wow. oh, I do like his songs too. <laughs> yeah, so um, I really like him. I've tried to have an interview with him, but I, I love mm. what he's about. I think he's very clear that he doesn't mm. want too much fame and stuff and to mm. you know distract himself away from his craft. And third one, I'm not sure. Um, I don't know, like Angelina Jolie. <laughs> I love how much one day. Yeah, one day. That's such a good choice. I didn't know you would I I didn't expect you to choose two Nepalese rappers. Yeah. No, I Are you a big fan of their music? Um a fan. Not a not a big Mm -hmm. fan because I guess like I'm just uh, across one of them, but I really like the things that, you know, they both write and they both Mm -hmm. were about. Um, mm. even when uh, Yama Buddha was here and Unique Poet I'm pretty much yeah. a fan so and you know you know what it's really fun because I've always you know when you always follow somebody and years down yeah. the line when you still find that person is still the same yeah, or they still talk mm-hmm. about the things that you once became a fan through and I think that's really nice oh, yeah. and when when the people that I follow maintain that it's just like oh this mm-hmm. is why I'm a fan <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I sound like such a fanboy. Random question. But do you have TikTok? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do actually. Oh, Oh, wow. Have you got videos? No, I haven't got a video. But the thing is, I created a TikTok a few years ago when suddenly Britney Spears was on TikTok. But I was like, oh, I have to make a TikTok (laughs) culture. So I created a TikTok and then I completely forgot about it. So recently, um, somebody was like, Oh, I found you on TikTok. And I was just like, thank God. Mm-hmm. For me, one of the biggest things is whenever there's a new social media or a new platform that burst out, I try to think yeah. about, you know, at the end of the day, Lex Timbu is only me. Nobody works for me. I'm just me, you know. And whenever mm-hmm. something like that happens, whether it's MySpace, High Five, Bebo, blah, 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 mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, yeah. I need to create Lex Timbu. Yeah. So because I don't yeah. want to create it like five months down the line and be like, Lex Timbu, one, two, three, five. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you want to get that username exactly yeah. and so it's like yeah. now now that tiktok has become so huge i'm just like oh my god thank god i created lex limbu <laughs> and so if yeah. i do want to or need to create start creating videos then i can but um yeah. i haven't yet Ooh, when can we expect those videos those tiktoks <laughs> we want to see some dance moves honestly <laughs> i think the dancing is probably so very difficult it looks like yeah, a lot of nice. time gets spent on creating those videos. Say why yeah. I'm I'm slightly nervous about it, but who knows? Who knows? But I love the yeah. effect where there's like your dance in Sydney and there's a backup dancer cover. Oh yes! <laughs> oh yes! I can just imagine doing that. Uh, um, do you have your eye on any Nepali TikTok stars that are upcoming, or we should know about? I I don't know, but there are these. Mm. There's this brothers. They're the twin brothers, the Dahal brothers, but right now, I mean, they do a lot Ooh. of dance um, TikToks, and then they have another girl twins. So the guy twins okay. and the girl twins, they they have like dance offs and stuff. 
it's really cute. Amazing. Wow. It's really good. I, but I love um, how TikTok has become so big and outside of dance and entertainment, uh, so many people do it for different different ways as well. Because I work for, cha- like, as I mentioned already, I work for a charity here. And mm-hmm. once we had this whole session about how TikTok is the next big thing and charities need to be on TikTok, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I would have never thought. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, like, when I think of TikToks, I think of, like, young kids dancing uh-huh. or like making stupid videos yeah, like so it being so big and using that platform for different things is yeah. yeah i think you have to be quite creative to make Very. it relevant to you mm-hmm. and to others yeah because a lot of times it can be like tone deaf yeah, yeah yeah and and yeah, yeah it's, it's really interesting but uh, it's also like there's that element of you want to embrace the social media because you don't want to be left behind but then also yeah. with, with the different types of social media coming, you suddenly realize that, oh, maybe I don't have that skill set to be as creative. <laughs> but yeah. Definitely, oh, nee. so, yeah. I guess yeah. practice makes perfect. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but do you know what I thought? Do you know what I thought? Um, I thought, you know that song, um, Megan Stallion, Co. Savage, and then Stay Ooh, So? Yeah. I just thought, oh my God, there's so many people doing the dance steps on TikTok. So they know the choreography. So maybe half, half, this is Kostur misplaced priorities, by the way. I thought six months down the line, if I'm in the club and I don't know the dance moves, I'm going to look like Kostur. <laughs> 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 so I was like, maybe oh I God. should start this like creating videos and then just saving it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true, true. that's true. Yeah. Now you made me think as well. I might have to start learning those dance moves. Uh, June is Pride Month, so happy Pride Month! Yeah, happy Pride Month! Yay! Uh, we just wanted to t- touch up on your coming out video, and I can say that I was actually one of mm. the first person to see the video. You know, um, two years ago, I think it was two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I got a message from Leg saying like I'm having a premiere and I would like you to come, mm. and I was like. I'm getting invited to this like continue. Oh, wow. wow, like yeah. obviously at that time I didn't really ask you like oh what's that video about or anything. I was just like happy to be invited. Yeah, like, I guess and um yeah. So I had really no idea showing up there and um I think it was in the campus or wherever. I think yeah, yeah. yeah, campus. Yeah, yeah. So went there and all your family was there and like lot of because we have some common friends. Like we have a lot of yeah. common friends. So all of our friends were there and the video started and yeah, it was played out and oh my god, it was like so emotional. Like everyone was so emotional. Like your mm. sisters were crying and your mom, like seriously, bless her. She's so nice. And Sydney, I feel like I was like really not ready for what was coming. But, oh my god, I just want to say like thank you for you know thinking about me as well, being a part of it. We had a Q and A afterwards, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I wanted to ask like from the video your relationship with your family members a friend has it changed or mm-hmm. no um, has it changed since then thanks for taking me down memory lane <laughs> yeah that was quite interesting right? you know if you whatever message that I had created that didn't mm-hmm. um, have anything around what was going to be showcased no. and the funniest mm-hmm. thing was nobody asked me as well okay <laughs> <laughs> they just turned up yeah 
I love that. <laughs> but yeah, it was really good. You know, I think for me, it was just and like and you just wanted to be like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, share room and then when you're so right, you know, a lot of people were crying because they were just like, yeah. and I was just like, oh my god, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, 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 seriously, the bit uh, where you uh, you are there with your mom is so touching. Like, it is emotional. I, once mm-hmm. once we finished that day and mm-hmm. I came back and I was watching with my mom as well, like, that bit gets me. Like, yeah, um, I, I guess, like, answering your question. In terms of like family, family uh, relations, mm. etc., uh, nothing has changed. Um, everything's pretty mm. much the same, and I think it's also because your video ne that was such a strong statement. And after mm. that video with the Q and A that happened, and I think uh, there was a video of my dad um, that we had recorded, and that went on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I think mm. when everyone else seeing how much you know support that there was from within the family, I think that just mm. if there were people who wanted to question then they just felt yeah. they can't question because what's mm-hmm. the point of questioning somebody who's built their walls so strongly, right? Mm-hmm. That's how I tend to kind of view it. They were the hand. That's just the key question. So yeah, it's been it's been kind of smooth sailing, but I think, yeah. No, I mean, that's so good because mm-hmm. I guess for all people, it's kind of scary to come out just, just because they think their relationship with mm-hmm. people is going to change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to actually ask you, has your dating life changed after the video came out? I honestly don't know because the thing is, my dating life has always been non-existent, so it's been consistent. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure that's not true. Do you know what? I actually thought that after I create this video and it's going to be like all out mm. confirmed, because obviously I think yeah. half of the people or majority of the people have been me, but then they always felt like, okay, so yeah. I thought by me putting it out there, this is, pop- yeah. you know, I was hoping that there was going to be some people like messaging me or you know being like oh yeah. you know <laughs> you want to meet up for a coffee or something Kalko. <laughs> don't lie yeah. are you telling me you don't get any messages at all no one's sliding in your DMs yeah mm. On- honestly okay you know what okay so maybe but then the thing is not not to the level that I thought mm. there would be and mm. I think <laughs> the other thing is also because I, I think for some people it, they're mm. slightly put off uh, by the level of me being so out there in a positive mm. way so I'm not saying that they're negative for uh, seeing me like that but it, it kind of scares somebody who might be slightly mm. um, not as out there but I'm not so yeah, few three, stop my saying yeah I think it's kind of like oh um, but I think that's that's fine so it is what it is <laughs> it's such a great video I think it's a really nice educational tool as well like people can mm-hmm. show their parents I don't know I think because I've yeah. shown my parents as well mm-hmm. and my mum loved the video Aww. she yeah. even cried and stuff and it was so sweet so it's just such a good video like and I'm it's really so glad well, it exists uh, like edited as well yeah, I mean I was just looking shot. at like the video I think <laughs> yeah. I was like wow like it's so well thought out it's yeah. really <laughs> I love that deer deer actually what a point man everything's so nicely done yeah yeah thank you and um since it's pride month uh were you planning to go to london pride yeah so i haven't been to london pride since like i think two years ago so uh it's probably then i think it was going to happen on the first weekend of july first weekend yeah. either the last weekend of june so i was planning to go to pride this yeah. year but unfortunately i think pretty much everything's the plans mm. on kaput 
postponed yeah it's such an amazing time of the year for lgbtiq queer plus allies of laggy um yeah and but i think for now i think it's also a very important time for us to reflect on how pride Mm. became what it is today yeah what black trans uh people have done to further Mm. the cause and i think that also relates with black lives matters um so curious about myself i I always think about um not that i know so much but uh, i always feel that you know somebody must have got us here nipa so let's try to learn more about it and i know that i'm nepali um lgbtiq community now we have our own history as well and there's a yeah. lot of kind of learning that we can always do but then the other thing is to learning kolagipani if there aren't tools or videos and clips then mm. it, it becomes difficult okay? so i think there's always going to be mm, a responsibility yeah. for you know either people like myself or creators like you guys with these podcasts yeah. where you know we need to continue capturing things storing it and putting it out in the mm. world wide web and we have no mm-hmm. idea who's going to stumble mm. upon this but then eventually yeah. this might spark some curiosity exactly yeah and then uh, we also saw that you attended the pride last year in nepal was it nepal yeah 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 so how was that experience was that your first pride in nepal or no know. so basically um last year then i really wanted to focus everything on nepal you know the the year before that i had come out but you know so i felt like you know yeah. i i owed it uh, to to sapate but 2011 exactly. mate uh, bharatpur mate an lgbtiq Uh, rally mm-hmm. morning. So, so then, that was the first time I attended and I wasn't even mm-hmm. out but I was so curious yeah, mm-hmm. because you know I always had an mm-hmm. idea uh, and about who I was but yeah. I did this thing called Lex in Nepal and that's how I was kind of learning about myself yeah. as well as trying to capture mm-hmm. what I was learning and putting it out there so I I, yeah. I understand that there are there will be people who will always remain positive because that might be their mm-hmm. choice to be discreet Um, mm. But I always feel like you can continue supporting from behind the scenes as well. And few some way, that yeah. was my way of kind of supporting, even though people were yeah. questioning me already. But <laughs> really, and I think last year in Nepal, in, in August when I went, that was a really really big moment. Uh, it was really good to mm-hmm. see the level of turnout and all the you know people. You know, few some way, but in Kathmandu, by heck, other talko mantil itirere ononsa. So it really does feel, um, you know, really unique. But the other yeah. thing is, last year was also the first time when June Mate Nepal Pride Parade one May organized by Rikatiu. So that was in mm-hmm. uh, because June is the global Pride Month, uh, mm-hmm, So yeah. that's why they picked June, and it's done by um, majority of young Nepalese guys and girls mm-hmm. and queer people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has a yeah. very youthful energy. Whereas the August oh, one that yeah. I went to. is much more uh, it's the long running and established one yeah it's an alikati mm-hmm. it's quite different but um so yeah. that's why even though i wasn't uh, part of the june one it was mm, just yeah. so amazing to see all these activities happening yeah? because sometimes i feel yeah. like when we see each other we want to kind of support mm. and then that gives other people more courage to do what they want yeah. to as well Nita. exactly yeah just be yourself exactly yeah. that's awesome I you think it was mean, yeah did bring like awareness as well because I didn't really knew there was like pride parade in Nepal itself because mm. I I mean we grew up in Nepal quite young and then our view of Nepal is quite conservative community I mean society and it still kind of mm. is ah. so it being openly acceptable for people to like do parades and stuff was mm. kind of like I d- well I didn't really expected that yeah yeah so 
you know, the events like this and days like this, even though they only happen once or twice a year, and mm-hmm. minus those once or twice from that year, life may mm-hmm. still be very challenging and it's probably challenging for a lot of people. Um, but I think I like you say within the community, it's so important important for us to kind of support one another and show mm-hmm. each other that there is another way, Baneda. And and then and they also bring forth families who are embracing their young people, but I'm not like how my parents have done. Mm-hmm. And maybe that also communicates to other parents that there is a different way. You know, you don't have to yeah. exclude yeah. your children, um, but also mm-hmm. just prioritize them, you know, ahead of community and so on. So I think it will happen slowly. But you are right in the sense that it is not it isn't openly embraced, but. That's also why mm. days like that are so important because it's that one day mm. where men, women come from Gaungar, they keep on while Aunun for that one day they can just dance their heart out and be who they are and then they have mm, yeah. to, you know, get a bus all the way back to somewhere and then live a slightly different mm. life. So yeah, yeah, that's why it's important. Yeah, yeah. very special day. I guess right? that's why like you could have representation as well in media and I mean, you are a pretty established blogger. Mm-hmm. But I think we were looking at representation of LGBTQ in Nepali media. And we did come across like a couple of maybe movies. But other than that, like maybe there was like a politician who was out. But yeah. there wasn't really that much quote unquote representation in the media, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. No, you're, you're right. In terms of, you know, LGBTI actors who are LGBTIQs um, who are kind of out there. I think it is quite difficult to actually think of somebody. Mm-hmm. And then as a Malagi exam organization but a message out here in Nepal Kulagi saying like, Oh, mm-hmm. can you be part of our LGBTQ role models for June? Right? And you just talk about mm-hmm. this and I just said, I'm 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 open to doing this, but can't you find somebody yeah. else? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I would love to, and I, there's no problem with me from my side, but it's a case of let's mm-hmm. bring other people there too. And I feel like now saying, I'm more than happy to do that, but I think it's also let's bring other people forward as well. But I know that there are people, many who are you know, who identify as queer, but, you know, they have their own mm-hmm. kind of stories and, and, and they're in a different journey, I guess. Um, and the other for mm-hmm. that, so I think only by us being fearless and coming forward, mm-hmm. whether behind yeah. the scenes or uh, in front, this is the reason mm-hmm. we can tell people who are creators. Actually, this is off. Not all of us are like mm-hmm. that, you know. Uh, fair enough, mm-hmm. if you think that some people are like that, then why don't you have another person who is gay or who is trans, but who is complete, who defies all the stereotypes, all the assumptions that people mm-hmm. have? Yeah. We have very caricature-like characters, whether it's depicting people of um, queer community or people of Madesi background, Tarai background. Mm-hmm. And we still question But if you are so nervous about who you are and uh who you you know in that kind of zone then you're going to let you're going to be less likely to question it as well so it's it's very um important but then it's not just the job of the queer community but allies like mm, yeah. yourselves or people who are listening mm. to say actually mm-hmm. i have a gay friend but my gay friend doesn't mm-hmm. 
just do this you know there's yeah. there's a whole spectrum of people right yeah, and so i exactly. think it's like you know the allies have a huge part to play as well um in mm. kind of reshaping the idea of what it means to means to be gay or queer well, sure. one thing i'm really enjoying at the moment is rupaul's drag race have you watched rupaul's drag race no <laughs> what um maybe they should have some sort of like shows as well in nepal like any regularly yeah. so um not just for a representation but just to show like them as an individual and how like mm-hmm. talented they are as a person like yeah. i love watching it because of like how they transform themselves exactly. and like, you know how creative they are and stuff like that if nepal ever does that i'm like really i'll be the first one there to watch it like i <laughs> yeah. love it so basically last year right now um well mm-hmm. uh, you'll be glad to know that there are a lot of nepali people who are into rupaul's drag race and into drag race themselves mm-hmm. and they, um they created like a little mini show as well it was really cute and the other thing was june ma last year nepal had their yeah. first drag event and it was so cute because Ooh. the thing is um, there's this bar in Nepal in Tamil called Pink Tiffany um it's one of the mm-hmm. more, most lgbtiq friendly bars right now and so yeah. they were having a drag night and i also went but i was just like full makeup and stuff but it was yeah. the the spirit and the level of manseric energy there and them performing it was yeah. really fun so i think eventually we will get there osti you know now with tiktok mm-hmm. and stuff there was this like yeah. makeup brush challenge thing going on and um, oh, yeah, they had yeah, the yeah. drag race while up drag while up okay and it was really cool mm-hmm. to see that and i loved what they did with that video that uh, every individual who featured on it rather than just putting like nepal uh, they put like the mm-hmm. towns that they represent whether it's like kathmandu pokhara oh, butwal mm-hmm. um and viratnagar and so it shows that mm-hmm. you know these are people from really different places in nepal yeah, it's so diverse exactly yeah. rather than just your sahar mamatre or it's not just a main capital city thing kalko type mm. um but yeah eventually but i i mean like, i see things about rupaul's bag race everywhere on twitter <laughs> so yeah <laughs> i feel like i watch it Um, moving on to the next section, we're gonna do like a rapid fire questions, like this or that questions. All right. Yeah. So please get ready. What do I win? Yeah. Is there a prize? Um, uh, I don't know. A virtual hug? I don't know. <laughs> okay, virtual hug. I'll He's like, that. no, don't want hug. Social distancing hug. Um, yeah, exactly. Which Britney song? Work, bitch, or toxic? <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> Um, you got to reply quick. Toxic, toxic. Toxic. Ooh. Twitter or Instagram? Um, Twitter. Rajesh Hamal or Anmol Kesi? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> This is tough, but Anmol Kesi. <laughs> okay. Uh, favorite Miss Nepal? Madhika Subha. Chatpate or Momo? Oh wow. Oh my god. Who's Chatpate? Nepal or UK? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll say UK because I'm in the UK right now. <laughs> so, okay. yeah. Good one. Gaonghar or Sahar? Oh my god, Gaonghar any day. Uh Tamil or Lakeside? Oh god. <laughs> You're in the room of Pokhareli's by yeah. the way. Just to let yeah. you know all three Way of from Pokhara. Wow. <laughs> um you know what? Lakeside. <laughs> yeah. That was the correct answer. <laughs> Britney or Zarna Bhattacharya? Oh my god, Britney. And last question, what's garlic in Nepali? Adua. <laughs> oh my god. 
<laughs> what is it? Sajo, do you want to tell um, Lex? Lawson? No. It is. Yeah. It's Lawson, no. or? Lawson. No. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, you should say the riddle. Oh What's oh Odua then? Ginger. Odua. Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That's really good. I really thought yeah. I had it. <laughs> yeah, you were really confident with that answer as well. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Um, so Toxic, would you say that was your favorite Britney Spears song? No, um, so basically, I really like that song, uh, but my favorite mm-hmm. one is this song called Till the World Ends. Ooh, this came out slightly later on in 2011, but it just has this like really euphoric dance beats. And um, mm. I guess like if you've ever been clubbing with me, that I'm just like always there. So I think that song really, um, I keep telling my family, family that you know, if I um, when I have my funeral and when you have like the after party <laughs> thing then you have to say till the world ends oh wow <laughs> you're nice. the youngest from your family as well so <laughs> but hey Suprema things don't happen in order things don't happen in order these days well 2020 is happening anything can happen yeah, exactly. hopefully not anything is but... no 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 no. we shouldn't say stuff like that mm-hmm. I, I seriously thought you liked work bitch more with work bitch it's it's that song is very powerful that it's very difficult to mm. um, vibe to because that song is based I listen to work bitch a lot when I have to wake up in the morning because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like get yourself in the mood yeah somebody's <laughs> shouting and when you're running mm. uh, like oh my god that, yes that's yeah, my w- running song. whether you're outside <laughs> or on a treadmill if you have like just mm. some Britney kind of song or work bitch then you yeah. run faster <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Maybe I should try, I that. try that. Yeah, yeah. It's like the beats per minute are and you feel like somebody's literally shouting at you. So, good question. Controversial. Nice. You chose UK over Nepal. I thought you would choose Nepal. <laughs> no, do you know what it is? There was that brief period in my life for one year. I went back to Nepal after I did my undergrad. You know, and he, that was mm. like my gap year, but after university and. Mm. Prior to going, I felt like, you know, this is my time because I wanted to go to Nepal. I wanted to do good. I love mm. my country and everything. And I still do. But I also realized that being there for a year, it was quite challenging and tough. And I, mm. it suddenly dawned on me that I had spent so much time uh, growing up in the UK. Mm-hmm. But because the whole time that I was in the UK, because, you know, you, you sometimes you tend to find yourself as the other, especially when you're younger. I kind of really yeah. held on to all the Nepali things about me. But then mm. I also realized that growing up mainly in the UK, all the Nepali things about me came from my life here and not necessarily yeah. there, right? So it was like a mm. weird kind of thing. But um, I, I learned that, you know, it is fine for me to accept that I love living here and, you know, I equally or mm. if not more enjoy being here and I should not feel guilty about it. No, and it is mm. almost that sense of credit kind of thing, whether it's parents or certain people, they always want you to pick one thing rather than like yeah. you know having both and stuff. But I feel like identity or sometimes for some people you you know, you can be kind of rooted to different places. And even maybe, you know, random places like Bali. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Do you know why I said yeah. Bali? Because I just watched Eat, Pray and Love. I mean, I hadn't oh. So we went to the cafe where she was Balima. Which cafe? Oh. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. that cafe? It was the we first went, uh, dinner beside the ocean and then in the toilet there was picture of Julia Roberts everywhere. Oh <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. I remember <laughs> that, was, that was. Oh my god. 
So, like, my like, after like one day in the future, mm. um, my plan is to spend some time in New Zealand and just like live there for a few mm. months, not like a long time. But my way to get there is I want to go down to Bali and then eventually to mm. New Zealand. And I was just thinking, oh my god, that's why I, I specifically watched E Play Love because I wanted to see mm. Bali. <laughs> um, so, I was just like, yes. oh, I can't wait. like I don't know quite until, but it will happen. And what I yeah. try not to do these days is I try not to add a year or a time frame to plans because mm. sometimes mm. you suddenly realize that certain things take longer. I mean, if you mm. have, like, let's say, by next year I want to do this, you know, there are certain mm. things that are um, that can be achieved, but I don't mm. think that is something that I can achieve by next year and I don't want to disappoint myself. So I'm just being realistic. Yeah. It's mm. like, it'll happen, but. I'm not sure when, but until then, I'm going to consume some really good videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn. Um, and then also Lakeside. What what made you choose Lakeside over Tamil? Yeah. Any good experience in Lakeside? <laughs> God, like, so much. The reason why I said Tom, like, I love Tamil because I always have this, like, thing that I say, like, when I come to, when I enter the gullies of Tamil, I feel like I yeah. belong here. Okay, with all the, and then you're just <laughs> fighting streets. over the rickshaw and all that, you know. But yeah. thank God, as a Buddhist, like, Gadi, you mean battery in the Palmina, so that's a relief. But Lakeside thing, because um, even when I was living in uh, uh, Kathmandu uh, in that one year, I didn't realize. I could totally understand why so many people in uh, Kathmandu they loved going to Pohra for weekends, yeah. Because suddenly, like Lakeside mm. is just like so much fun and so chilled, right? And I really love that. And there's this bar called Bamboo Bar along the sub Itta particular lake, my nephew walkway with him, and it's it's quite annoying, but it's really <laughs> fun. It has a really Thailand or so vibe where they give you drinks in like buckets, and then you can just walk Ooh, around. You know? really? I just felt like I was on holiday. Yeah. I was just like, oh my that. god, this is the life. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds really good. Like, yeah, I think I've Made only been it. out once in Lakeside, uh, and uh, the only bar I went was Busy Bee. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, Busy Bee gets really busy, yeah. and well, obviously yeah. busy. <laughs> But um, <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of like really cool and interesting places for Kerala, but but obviously Nepal is getting so expensive and is expensive. Mm. Um, all these like mm. fun places, mm. but yeah, that's that's our Pohra. And I, I, I like also kind of those um memories from living in Nepal for two years with with my parents. I used to study in Kathmandu, but my parents used to actually work in Pokhara. Mm-hmm. I mean, so every like month and sometimes weekends, then they fly me out to Lake uh, Pokhara. All we would do is just like go around, and uh, Baba used to go to this golf driving range, and then I'd be Ooh. kayaking in in Tefewatal and stuff. Um, so yeah, I think that's why it's just Pokhara is such a fond, like just the dream capsule, just the hello moment mm. for me. So, yeah. And it that's is, your home. <laughs> I, mean, I yeah. agree. I agree. It is Pokhara. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and someone who is starting on YouTube journey or like blogging journey, what advice from your 12, 13, it's been 12, 13 years, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so what, what would be that one advice you would give someone who's just started? For someone who's just starting, whether it's anything, you know, social media, let's say, eh? because Mm -hmm. a lot of people are just putting it out there. 
the, the most important thing is to kind of really know what you want to be about, whether it's mm-hmm. dance, whether it's music, whether it's like speaking about things, and also realize that things take time. If you don't have a plan, yeah. that's completely mm-hmm. fine because I never started blogging with a plan. Um, it was just like, oh, mm-hmm. I enjoy this. Let me just do it. And I thought eventually I'll get bored because, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's human beings, but I didn't. Um, so that might be you as well. Just like if you feel like mm. there's something you want to start, just do it. And if you enjoy mm. it, and if you have the patience for it as well, then yeah. you know you will continue it. But for some of us, that whether it's that peak or whether it's that uh, moment when we suddenly get more following or listeners and so on, that may come mm. later on. This uh, like mm-hmm. I think you have to be clear about what you want because I've seen mm. far too many people who've created things and. They're just thinking, and I think that's yeah. when they're measuring their things differently. You know, they're measuring yeah. what they're doing by how many hits that I get, etc. You know? mm-hmm. um, but if that's what you're going to uh, use as your indicator, then you are going to have a challenging mm-hmm. time. Therefore, you will probably stop. But some yeah. things you have to do it for the long haul. And that's it, really. And also just, just try to be honest because th- there's enough mm. kind of sensational stuff online anyway at the moment and mm-hmm. it might be easy for you to think you know what if i do something like that as well i'll get all the things but that also means that's the kind of image that you will you know go about creating oh thank you that was really yeah. good that was wise advice uh, us three as well we just started mm. this as like a hobby that we mm. could do together and we don't really care if it blows up or not like we're just doing yeah. it and we actually really enjoy doing it so I no, um, I definitely think I think it's the best time to start anything. Mm-hmm. My parents were watching something on YouTube on the big screen. Ani yeah. the videos or whatever that was created by these uh, young guys, it, it looked like mm-hmm. and I said, This is the best thing social media or video making You'd think that you need mm-hmm. a Sony uh, could get a Mark II camera and blah 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 all the best mm-hmm. gadgets ka. but now even mm. uh, mobile phones smartphones are getting cheaper Nepal ma, you know, it's got dami dami smartphones are Chinese made Indian made bouncer that mm. you can create HD quality video and what that does mm. is even though unarko content um, it's giving them skills that they can actually come in front of a screen and speak mm-hmm. and also learn about yeah. you know their you know skills and everything so i was just like mm. i love how internet even though your digital inclusion but it's really mm. giving people like when i whereas it's like oh no you need like the best blah 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 yeah yeah it's yeah. like a level playing field basically yeah. I'm like yeah so that's why i think this is the best time to start whatever obviously you know mm. for for those people who think that this they want to make this their bread and butter it's probably going to be tough mm. because there's millions mm. of people doing it but yeah. for those of you know for the for the people who want to do it because they enjoy and they want to have something as a side thing to look forward mm-hmm. to to have these conversations like just mm-hmm. do it like don't even think about it so yeah. well done to you guys for doing this as well oh thanks <laughs> we're just complimenting each other now <laughs> um lastly is there a LGBT community that any British Nepalese can join if they want some advice or if they just want someone to talk to or maybe they want to be a part of it, like to give advice? Is there any? Um, good question. In terms of 
um, Nepali organizations uh, in the UK for LGBTIQs. Um, there isn't um, a specific one as such. There are mm. a lot of other LGBTQ organizations like Terence Higgins Trust, Bioina, mm. and even like you know your local um, Citizens Advice Bureau and and stuff like that. They will have some mm-hmm. form of a facility where they can signpost you towards other mm-hmm. areas where there might be like some form of mentoring or talk support available. But mm-hmm. if you are somebody who is listening uh, who, and you identify as LGBTIQ or you're just questioning, then it might be better to find a queer helpline specific because they will be hopefully better suited to understand mm-hmm. your worries or um, you mm-hmm. know what you're going mm-hmm. through. So I think uh, UK UK for example, it's a lot better because yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.
Like Slim Boo? Yeah, all of it. All of them? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and he's got TikTok as well. Yeah, <laughs> so follow yeah. him. Watch that space. He'll be dropping some music videos. Yeah, I'll have to do a lot of practice tonight. But yeah, see you there. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. Yeah, thank you. Bye. This kitten got your tongue tied in knots, I see. I'm dying for company I notice that you got it You notice that I want it You know that I can take it To the next level, baby If you want this goodness Sicker than the remix Baby, let me blow your mind tonight I can't take it, take it, take no more Never felt like, felt like this before Come on, get me, get me on the floor what you, what you waiting for?